1,000 sketches in 1,000 days. Day 185. Sketch 457. Sports desk. Two parts to this. Selena, I will not make Laura do Selena because she's not doing very well, although the world doesn't need to know that, but now they do. <laughs> uh, uh, I will be it. Selena and then, I don't know, Alistair, do you want to be Billard? I could be Billard if you so desire. Go for it. Tonight I have with me one of the sporting world's biggest stars, Billard Cuffrey. Thank you, Selena. But I must point out that it's actually the same world as the normal world. Really? Who knew? So, Billard, you've blazed a trail across snooker in the past decade, coming from nowhere to become a household name and win the World Championship an astonishing three times. What's the secret of your success? I don't think there is one. Oh, come, come, don't be shy, Billard. I'm certain there's a secret to your astonishing track record. I'm not. Oh, well, perhaps we could... Well, maybe... I mean, that's a very explicit justification for my success. Oh, and what's that? I'm good at snooker. Right. Is that all? I'm also good at making lasagna, but I'm not sure that makes a great difference to my snooker. Steve Davis makes a terrible lasagna and he's a legend. And he wouldn't say, I don't know, that your level of concentration is a sort of secret? Um... No. Concentration helps. You can't keep forgetting where you are or what to pot after the brown. But it's definitely not as good as being the one who's better at snooker. I see. And you don't think there are any other little reasons why you might win the most games? No. Because I was thinking maybe a positive attitude? No. H having a level head? Yes. Oh, It certainly helps to get the head perfectly poised behind the white when queuing. And is that the secret? No. Aiming is quite a well-known tactic amongst professional players. So tell me, the morning of a big game, what do you do? Get up, shower, brush my teeth, have some toast. Toast? Brilliant. Is that part of the special dietary plan? No, I like toast. Sorry, I've tried my best. You know, I respect you as a player and all, but as an interviewee, not so much. Yes, I usually like different slices of toast. Because that is like the white ball, you know, and my mouth is like the pocket. So every bite I'm potting a ball. So I go, jam, marmite, 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 jam, marmite. Marmite, marmalade, lime jam, Nutella, Stilton, salmon, marmite. That's amazing. Is that your secret? A one four seven of toast? No. It's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking ending to that. Well, that, that is why I picked it, you see. 
because a it's one of the many sketches we have about snooker yes which i think is because it's the only sport that some of us know anything about but i think also <laughs> snooker is kind of inherently funny but it's also basically exactly the same sketch as the uh, one we've done not so long ago about an athletics interview which is mm. that you know it's hard to encapsulate sporting events in an interview and sporting yeah. people are not necessarily the most eloquent and so then they're often trite and tedious but we'd basically already done that joke. And so mm. it was just limping along. And so we had to throw in a bit of two-wee magic. And so you can literally <laughs> see the very word that Simon takes over. And then it you becomes can. this insanity. brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only reason it's not been thrown away is because we all love the 147 of toast. Did I write that? Did you write um, that? <laughs> yes, you <laughs> yes, clearly did. It's, it's <laughs> quite obvious when I you mean, look at it on the page. Especially. Even the punctuation. And... <laughs> the fact that you've clearly copied and pasted Marmite Jam repeatedly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With no says, sense of spacing. Yeah, Marmite Jam, Marmite Jam. Yeah. And then also, I remember when I wrote this, I was trying to think of a funny name, like a weird version of a real name. Come up with Billard. Like later realise it's nearly billiard so yes. people will probably assume that that's supposed to be the joke but it's not it's just supposed it to be like just like balls. Willard Grange or something you know Steve Bobs Ed Balls <laughs> Ed Balls <laughs> he should have been a snooker man should have what been a footballer. I was thinking or indeed almost any other sport <laughs> it did so. no but which um, one do you head that's what I'm saying Ed mm. Balls <laughs> oh, I see what, were you thinking what I was thinking about during this sketch, which is not particularly interesting, but I'm going to say, is the difference between lasagna spelt with an E and lasagna spelt with an A. Because it's spelt with an E here. Lasagna with an E is how you spell the pasta, but not the dish. Ah, apparently, there seems to be a variant spelling of the dish with an A, mm-hmm. which I've never seen before. I've seen the pasta sheets with an E, but the dish remember. with an A. It's because in Italian, the singular is with the A yes. and the plural is with the E, isn't it? So in the yeah. dish, it's um, plural. All pasta shapes end with E's. That's interesting. I never noticed that it wasn't always E. I've got one in the freezer. I can go have a look. I'm, I'm pretty sure Finder spell go, it go, with go an on. E. Go on. I'm actually quite interested. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've got another question for you, which I was thinking about just the other day. Is the difference between lasagna and cannelloni just the amount of rolling? I think the shape of the pasta is actually a tube, isn't it? Ah, so it's actually it's comes not a, in a sheet tube. rolled. Yeah, I mm. think you fill the the actual tube shapes. Should we all go downstairs and get our pasta out and just share it with the group? I'm not getting my pasta out for any of you, pervert. <laughs> Historically, <laughs> lasagna was much different than the heavy, sauce-laden affair we know and love today. It was actually around as early as the Middle Ages. Blah, blah, blah. As early as 1284, described a friar eating, saying, I have never seen anyone stuffing himself on lasagna with cheese so pleasurably and so fully as him. There you go. Okay. Cannelloni has a more murky history. What were the dirty friars doing with some cannelloni? <laughs> Stuffing themselves with less... <laughs> Cannelloni <laughs> can be made with lasagna, but not the other way around. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. I'll tell you another thing. When I was a little lad, I read a Garfield comic. Mm. Of course, Garfield, uh, he loves the lasagna, as we know. And I'd never had lasagna at that point. And so I made my mum make it. And I was a bit disappointed 
Garfield made it out, it would be quite more exciting than just <laughs> a bolognese high rise. One Thousand Sketches in One Thousand Days was written by the Albion Basement. It was performed by Alistair Turvitt and Richard Catherall. It was produced by Alistair Turvitt. The music is by The Evenings. See you tomorrow.